The Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers, bringing you the voices that make you think right now on Talk 94.5. Who let the dogs out? on the Liz Calloway show with Nick Summers. You know, Nick, uh, last month while you were gone, I you had act like I was gone the whole month. <laughs> nice try. Nice try. Fill in guest host, Liz. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, Rick came by with uh canine angels and he brought, uh, I think four of his little canine mm. angels with him that time. Well, uh, I've known Rick for uh, quite a few years. I've interviewed him numerous times over the years and he is an expert. I would call him in uh, dog training and he's joining us live on the air to share some of those tips. I thought maybe we should do a monthly segment. So if you have a, a dog question, a training question, a problem you're having, maybe he can help you right here on the spot. Go to the Showtime Autoglass text line with your question, 843-798-8255. Good morning, Rick. Good morning. Thanks for having us again. And by the way, you have a new audience. I'm sitting in my living room with 20 dogs, and they're all glued <laughs> They're all glued to the mellifluous sound of your voice. Oh, I love it. I love it. And they they are so sweet. <laughs> I was just over at Rick's place yesterday picking up Bailey. And, um, and you know, it's just a, it's an amazing, it feels like a sanctuary, but it is a place of work. Uh, dogs are, are learning uh, to behave properly in many cases, right? Absolutely. Uh, the main problem that people have with dogs is very simple. I mean, I've trained thousands of dogs, and I would say 99% of the problems people have with their dogs is that they don't understand the pack structure that's necessary to keep a dog happy. And that's really all about being the alpha. Mm -hmm. Now, you can look at your dog, and uh, I know all the dog lovers out there, are uh, they love their dogs, and certainly I know I'm the second greatest dog lover in the world after you. Uh, but yes, for sure. But the the hard part is that people get a dog and they treat them like a baby. So everybody needs to understand that a dog is a canine. A canine is in the wolf family. Dogs are basically wolves. It's hard to imagine that your three pound chihuahua is a wolf, but his brain has a code. His brain has a computer chip that's been designed over millions of years. And he has knowledge, he has expectations, and what we do as humans is we, we don't fit into that language properly, and so we have dogs that create problems. Now, one thing we all know is that a dog controls your house if he's not trained. Mm. A dog can make you a hostage, a dog can make you a slave, a dog can make you a prisoner, by misbehaving, meaning that you have a dog that doesn't obey, you have to always be aware, you have to put the dog away, you have to avoid situations. Um, this is very common, and these are the kinds of uh, behaviors that we fix. So, Rick, I was go just going to say, in, in many cases, um, this is a life-saving measure to properly train your dog because, um, you know, they could be it could be a situation where it just progressively gets worse and your dog gets itself into a situation where it bites another dog, 
injures or maims or even kills another dog or a person. I mean, these things could escalate out of control, which could lead to them being euthanized in many cases. So it's life-saving, you know, not only for yourself and your family, but, you know, to be a, to train your dog properly, especially, um, you know, if they're starting to act a little funny, um, it's, it's necessary. Oh, totally. I mean, this is why the shelters are filled with dogs. Dogs are dispensable to most people. And if you don't train your dog properly, he's going to develop behavior. I never call it bad behavior because it's never the dog's fault. It's unwanted behavior. Mm. And, and what happens is it gets to a point where it could be dangerous, it could be aggressive, it could be annoying, it could be destroying furniture, it could be any of this, a million things. And then what happens is the dog ends up in a shelter. Now he first becomes a beast because mm-hmm. a shelter is not a fun place to be for a dog. If anybody's been to a shelter, you know, the incessant barking and, yes. and the smells and all these things just make a dog uh, totally revert to a wolf behavior. Mm. So uh, you're absolutely right. It is life-threatening to a dog not to behave properly. So what people need to understand, really, is that a dog has a code that's millions of years in the making. And every dog understands from birth two things. They understand that they have a pack, and that pack could be, like my pack, 20 dogs and, a, and an alpha, or it could be like your pack, with dogs and cats, or it could be one person and one dog. It doesn't matter. That's the pack. The dog also understands that this pack needs a leader. It's, an, it's called the alpha. The alpha male, whether they're male or female, the alpha male is the leader of the pack. And the dog comprehends that. So what we do and the mistake we make is by not disciplining the dog properly. And and as an aside, let me just say that discipline is not meanness. It's not cruelty. It's not uh, anything negative. It's just teaching. It's just making sure that dogs understand that there are consequences. The same you would do for your children. Um, I can't tell you how many people have said to me, I had no problem bringing up my children or disciplining them, but not my dog. I couldn't yell at my dog or (laughs) or punish my dog or, you know, that sort of thing. But what happens is when we treat a dog with that kind of compassion and humanity, uh, especially when they need correction, Mm. the dog doesn't understand that. The dog looks at you and in his, canine brain, he says, you're pathetic. Yeah. You're weak. You can't possibly be my alpha. If I let you be my alpha, we'll all be dead by yeah. this afternoon. Because <laughs> that's you what know? they're programmed to be. Right. Yeah. So, so the dog understands the alpha has to be filled. That job has to be done. If you're not it, then then the dog has to be. Mm-hmm. And that's when you start to initiate problems. And you know, it's interesting is just because of, uh, I've just happened to be going through this. Um, and you were saying like, you know, I'm not being the alpha dog and, you know, we're not being the alpha dog in our home. And Bailey um, was filling that void, but not equipped to do so, which was putting immense stress on her. Totally. That's a whole uh, other ballgame right there. You're absolutely right. And that's very common, too. Not, not every dog is equipped to be an alpha. You really don't want an alpha as a pet because you, you, the alpha is always going to know better than you, no matter <laughs> what. But in your case, like with Bailey, uh, by the way, a beautiful little mini Australian shepherd, 
um, in, in her case, she's not equipped to be alpha. You weren't being strong enough alpha, which you're going to be now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was filling the void, but she was being pulled two ways. In one way, to be the alpha. In another way, not equipped to be the alpha. Uh, temperamentally or emotionally or or even with her uh, instincts. And so she was being pulled two ways like a rubber band and suffering the stress. And that just makes everything worse. And you said you could see the stress on her teeth. Oh, absolutely. You ask any dental hygienist about people and the the type A personalities are always going to be uh, much more tendency to have plaque and because it creates stress, it creates acid, uh, creates all these chemical uh, reactions in your mouth and you get more plaque and more tartar and all that Mm. stuff. So uh, you see it on the teeth. Absolutely. If you have a question for Rick of Canine Angels, go to Showtime Autoglass text line 843-798-TALK-798-8255. One of the problems uh, people deal with all the time, Rick, is separation anxiety. Whether it's uh, you leave the house, the dog is barking the whole time, or they're chewing, or they're defecating and urinating, or whatever it is, chewing through their, um, you know, their uh, gates. What what is this this uh, behavior about? Well, this behavior it goes back to, uh, to the, just what we were talking about. What the dog is really saying is, "You have no right to leave me alone. <laughs> I'm the alpha. Yeah, yeah <laughs> who interesting. <do> you think, <laughs> who do you think you are?" And so here is this level of stress. So part of the training. Uh, you've seen my pack, and part of the training that we do is patience, is, uh, is relaxation, is being calm, is minding your own business, is not thinking the world revolves around you, is not making decisions unilaterally, is waiting for permission, waiting for approval. The, the real irony of dog training is that it's totally counterintuitive to humans. It's a whole different communication skill. It's a whole different language. Uh, the stronger you are with your dog, the more powerful an alpha you are, the calmer and the more relaxed and the more stress-free your dog becomes. Because I have a great leader. If he needs me, he calls me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I trust I trust my leader. Uh, he could leave, and I know he's coming back. And I'll take a nap or chew a bone or sit in my crate or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And um, so it, it all feeds back to the same core issue, and that is you need to have a happy dog by being militarily strong. Again, I repeat, it's not about being mean, it's not about the punishment, it's not about any of that. It's about establishing boundaries, as you would for a child. It's about establishing rules. It's about uh, making sure that the rules are followed. Uh, And... um, Listen, uh, all my dogs are pretty much finished by the time I find them, and um, and I save them and rehabilitate them, change their entire uh, brain function, mm-hmm. and you see how happy they are, how joyful they are, how wonderful life is for them. So um, the, the real lesson here for people is if you wanted a baby, you should have gotten a baby. <laughs> you wanted a dog. So you have to be the dog. You have to be 
the canine alpha for that dog, for that dog to comprehend you. We can't, uh, the dog can't be human, but we could be canine. Mm. So that's really what it has to come down to. Uh, we have a question for you on the Showtime Autoglass text line. Nick? Yeah, Rick, uh, sadly, this person said that my husband had a stroke and is on a walker. Our senior dogs instinctively know to stay away from his walker when he stands. But I'm trying to decide whether I should be looking at an older dog or try to train a puppy. To, to be what? To, to help the husband? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, as a companion or you know, maybe some sort of a service dog role. I'm not sure. Uh-huh. Didn't say on the well, text. It's, yeah, it, it's hard for me to make a decision on that or give an opinion because I don't really know the details. But if the dog is healthy, uh, it doesn't matter how old the dog is. I have uh, I have dogs that are 12, 13, 14 still working. Hmm. Uh, you know, you were talking before, by, by the way, great show today, but you were talking about the 93-year-old birthday girl. Um you know, we're all different. Some some of us live to 100 and some aren't so lucky. I mm-hmm. had a great-grandpa live to 108 and smoked wow. two packs a day. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. so, so go figure. Yeah. But, um, you know, if this dog is healthy and if, uh, if the, the gentleman can use the dog for some sort of mobility or support and the dog already knows to stay away from the walker, that's pretty intuitive on the dog's part. Um, use that dog. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I would definitely uh, give the dog as much time as possible. And do- dogs love a job. They love to work. They mm-hmm. love to be busy. They love to have responsibility. Um, it's, um, you know, just as a, as a side, the dogs for me are easy to train. It's the people that are hard, you know. Well, that's what you're doing with us this week. And it was our turn to learn what, you know, she has learned and to apply it so that we can, um, you know, uh, utilize it and, and apply right. it to my actual home situation. And, you know, when Precious walked by, I heard that growl, that deep growl in Bailey. And, um, you know, I applied what I was supposed to apply and, uh, okay. you know, and hopefully we'll move on, you know, because we can, right. we, we are living like, we have been living like prisoners in this house for the last couple of years because, She's just not, it's, right. it's becoming very dangerous for Precious to be even breathe yeah. around well, Bailey. Dogs, so. yeah, dogs have that power. They're amazingly yeah. powerful they creatures. You know. So one thing I think everybody should realize is the genius of a dog and how difficult it can be for a dog. The, the dogs are not creations of Mother Nature that were designed for humans. Dogs are canines. They have a code that's been in, in their evolution for millions of years to hunt, to mate, to chase, to dig, to fight, to all these canine things like wolves do. Uh, and we ask something miraculous. We say, you know what, forget about that 20 million years, <laughs> and uh, let's just concentrate on the last two weeks that I've been working with you. And I need you to be in a human life. I want you to sleep in my bed. I want you to be nice to other dogs. I want you to live with cats. I want you to mm. not dig and not chase. Yeah. It's a miracle. It's the only animal on the, on the earth that can learn to live a life for which it was completely not intended. So we always have to respect the genius of dogs. And, you know, many times people say, 
see the things I do with dogs, and they say, you're a genius, Rick. And I say, no, I'm not. I'm an enabler. The dog is the genius. Mm. It's in the dog. And the key is to find it and get it out uh, of them so that they can use it. Rick, uh, so. thank you so much for sharing your insight. And you're going to be joining us once a month. So we appreciate it. If you want to find out more about what he does, go to Canine Angels 